I'm Luke Summerhaze, and I love CDOT. As much as I love Pokemon, that series led me to a bigger, wider world. The one true love of my life, Nintendo. As much as I love the fantastical creatures of Pokemon, I also love the deeply atmospheric isolation of Metroid, the Saturday morning heroics of Star Fox, the sedate pleasures of Animal Crossing, and the grand adventures of The Legend of Zelda. I even have a Zelda tattoo. In short, it is no exaggeration to say that Nintendo is the reason I now live in Japan. And all of that is without even mentioning the granddaddy of the very concept of having fun, the colourful, exuberant, playful escapades of Super Mario. I can't count the number of Goombas I've stomped over the years. A war crime's worth of squat brown mushrooms have been squished under the plumber's boot at my command. But I have a certain affection for the useless minions. I even wear a big warm Goomba hat all through the winters. Pokemon has its very own Goomba, in the form of Seadot. A rounded head, with no other body apart from its two little feet. It certainly resembles an enemy Mario might bop. Goombas are officially shiitake mushrooms, but they resemble chestnuts, and their Japanese name is Kuribo, from the Japanese name for a chestnut. Similarly, Seadot is an acorn, and its Japanese name is Tanebo, from Tane, seed, and Bo from Boshi, the word for hat. The most dangerous thing a Goomba can do is drop on Mario from above unexpectedly. Similarly, acorns and chestnuts are at their most dangerous when falling from trees and bonking folks on the head. CDOT's Pokedex entries often discuss the same. Pokemon Ruby says, CDOT attaches itself to a tree branch using the top of its head. It sucks moisture from the tree while hanging off the branch. The more water it drinks, the glossier this Pokemon's body becomes. And Pokemon Emerald told us, It hangs off branches and absorbs nutrients. When it finishes eating, its body becomes so heavy that it drops to the ground with a thump. As well as being Pokemon's answer to the Goomba, Dot is a counterpart to Lotad. They both have Japanese names referring to their bow, or hats, and follow similar evolutionary paths. While Lotad appeared in Pokemon Sapphire, and had a shiny which turns its leaf blue, Seadot appeared in Pokemon Ruby, and had a shiny that turned its body red. Real life acorns can't help it when they fall on folks' heads. I'm not so sure about Seadot. Some Pokedex entries make it sound like it's enjoying all this a bit too much. Pokemon Sapphire says, Seadot looks exactly like an acorn when it is dangling from a tree branch. It startles other Pokémon by suddenly moving. This Pokémon polishes its body once a day using leaves. And Pokémon Fire Red says, If it remains still, it becomes impossible to distinguish from real nuts. It delights in surprising foraging Pidgey. These behaviours make a lot more sense when, at level 14, Seadot becomes a real trickster, and evolves into the mischievous Nuzleaf. Nuzleaf develops a full body beneath its seed-like head, and the mask around its eyes develops an additional nose. As a little wooden boy with a long nose, Nuzleaf superficially resembles Pinocchio, the puppet who dreamed of being a real boy. 
Coincidentally, as another little Mario reference, Toad in Japanese is called Kinopio, combining Pinocchio with the Japanese word for a mushroom. The name Nuzleaf combines nuzzle, as in to touch something with your nose, and leaf. The Japanese name, Konohana, combines Konoha, or leaf, with Hana, or nose. The whole Pokemon might be a pun, based on the fact that the Japanese for flower is also Hana. The English name isn't as clever, but thanks to a webcomic starring a Nuzleaf, resembling my favourite Lost character, John Locke, Nuzlocke has become the name for a self-imposed challenge run of a Pokemon game, with limited catching opportunities and permanently dying Pokemon and stuff like that. Folklore the world over is full of sprites, elves and children of the forest, who loom in the shadows between trees, and love to play tricks on unsuspecting travellers. Nuzleaf fits this particular mould perfectly. Pokemon Ruby tells us, Nuzleaf live in densely overgrown forests. They occasionally venture out of the forest to scare people. This Pokemon dislikes having its long nose pinched. And Pokemon Sapphire tells us, This Pokemon pulls out the leaf on its head and makes a flute with it. The sound of Nuzleaf's flute strikes fear and uncertainty in the hearts of people lost in a forest. Pokemon Emerald tells us, A forest-dwelling Pokemon that is skilled at climbing trees. Its long and pointed nose is its weak point. It loses power if the nose is gripped. Finally, Pokemon Fire Red tells us, They live in holes bored in large trees. The sound of Nuzleaf's grass flute fills listeners with dread. Some of those darker entries, with the sense of dread it creates through its flute playing, particularly remind me of Skull Kid from The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. For Nuzleaf's origins, though, I think the clue is in another race of Zelda creatures, the humble Koroks. First introduced in the Wind Waker as descendants of the Kokiri tribe, these little fellas are made of wood with masks of leaves. The name comes from the Korpakur, a race of little people whom the Ainu tribes of Hokkaido believed inhabited their land before them. They were small in stature and rarely seen, living in houses with roofs of butterbur leaves. They weren't made of wood, though they are often depicted through small wooden dolls. Although they often hid from view, the Korpakur were not tricksters or malevolent creatures. That side of this Pokemon's character comes from elsewhere in Japanese mythology, as becomes very clear when, through the use of a leaf stone, Nuzleaf evolves into Shiftry. Shiftry is a bulky wooden creature, with a mouth like a nutcracker and a shaggy wooden coat. Its hands hold leaves splayed like a ninja's kunai blades, and its feet are balanced precariously on central blocks, like the single-toothed Japanese sandals known as geta. This broad, bulky design and these little details give Shiftry a samurai-like appearance at first glance. Being made of wood, with white hair like a shaggy coat and knives in hand, Shiftry resembles a Namahige. Namahige are men dressed in wooden masks and straw coats to look like Oni, who come around a village during a special festival and scare children into good behaviour, most famously in the Akita region of Japan. The white hair, long nose and geta sandals are also all specifically common components of the Tengu, one of the most infamous Japanese mythical creatures. 
believed to have developed from the Garura, a red bird-like creature from Hinduism, which was transported to Japan along with Buddhist beliefs. The Tengu is a demonic creature with a long red nose. They often carry fans, which they use to generate powerful winds. The Japanese name for Shiftry is even Dirteng, a combination of dirt, or dirty, and Tengu. The English name Shiftry comes from its shifty nature and, obviously, the word tree. Namahige are supposed to resemble monstrous Oni, and Tengu are generally depicted as villainous. Despite this, Shiftry has mostly abandoned its juvenile trickery and adopted the role of forest guardian. Pokemon Ruby tells us, Shiftry is a mysterious Pokemon that is said to live atop towering trees, dating back over a thousand years. It creates terrific windstorms with the fans it holds. Pokemon Sapphire tells us, Shiftry's largest fans generate awesome gusts of winds at a speed close to 100 feet per second. The whipped up wind blows anything away. This Pokemon chooses to live quietly, deep in forests. Pokemon Emerald tells us, It is said to arrive on chilly, wintry winds. Feared from long ago as the guardian of forests, this Pokemon lives in a deep forest where people do not venture. And Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green told us, A Pokemon that was feared as a forest guardian. It can read the foe's mind and take preemptive action. This isn't quite the contradiction it may at first appear. While Namahige are monsters, their purpose is to scare children into good behaviour. Similarly, while many tales of regular Tengu see them behaving as a nuisance and a menace, there are also tales of Dai Tengu, powerful elder Tengu who were venerated as gods and believed to act as guardians. Perhaps as guardians of nature and forests, Shiftry might seem like the enemies of human beings, worthy of that dark typing, but that doesn't mean they're evil. As far as the Pokemon competitive scene goes, Shiftry has had its ups and downs over the years. It didn't quite have the speed or attack stats to be a top-tier sweeping Pokemon, apart from in the Sunshine, where its ability Chlorophyll made it exceptionally fast. This made Shiftry a perfect partner to Groudon, appropriately enough for a Pokemon exclusive to the Ruby version. I was a Pokemon Sapphire kid, and I loved growing up with Lotad, Lombre, and Ludicolo. But CDOT's family, Shiftry in particular, touches on the mysterious magic of Japan's gorgeous mountain forests, and I feel like I could encounter one any time I go hiking. While I love Mario and Zelda and all the other Nintendo franchises dearly, what makes Pokemon so special is that its world feels as though it really exists, just over the next hill or just through some hidden door. Next time I see an acorn falling from a tree, I'll wonder if, secretly, it's actually enjoying this. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon was composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the podcast is by Katie Groves. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to help keep it online, please consider supporting at patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. While you're there, why not check out Monster Mash, the Monster Hunter podcast I make with some pals. We're currently working our way through the monsters of Monster Hunter Rise, and that game's new monsters are just as full of fascinating yokai inspirations as C-Dot and Lotad were. Alternatively, if you're interested in hearing me wax lyrical on more of my Nintendo love, 
I have a YouTube channel which gets like three views per video. You can probably find that by searching Luke Summerhaze on YouTube. Most of all though, I just love it when listeners get in touch. Hit me up on Twitter or Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN. I want to hear why you love Pokemon, whether it's a Pokemon we've already covered or one that's coming up. Next up are Talo and Wingull, so please let me know your thoughts on those. I love C Dot. And remember, I love you too.